0: internet battle cry Leroy roy that- jenkins <laughs> whoa yes welcome to we should know better the podcast where we hitchhike our way through wikipedia i'm your host tonight tim with me as always are my backup singers
1: i'm kyle i'm
0: sky excellent What we do here is we go from one page on Wikipedia, the vast vault of knowledge on the internet, Mm. and clicking on links uh, within those pages, get to a goal page. Tonight, I am asking Sky and Kyle to go to uh, two, how do I say this, Um, very poignant uh, elements of... Uh, stage productions of stage entertainment.
2: What? Oh
0: boy! Uh, I want you to go from Florence Foster Jenkins Florence. to puppet. Okay, good. Foster. I'm glad it's not the other way around because I don't know who Florence Foster Jenkins is. Yeah, I have no You're idea. You're going who to learn is. who Florence Foster Jenkins is tonight. Oh wait! Amazing.
2: Is this the? Oh yeah, there's
0: a movie about oh, no. her. Oh yeah, yes. I've heard of her. Yeah. It's also timely. Yay!
1: <laughs> I'm relevant. Well,
0: <laughs> Helen good Mirren.
2: job, Tim.
1: I've been um, meaning
2: not
0: to look Helen this Mirren, woman up. Uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. The other one. <laughs> I'm sure. Have you ever seen him
2: in the Tom Hanks. together? <laughs> Tom Hanks is I Florence do not know Foster celebrities. Jenkins.
1: Who went on a tour with Steve Barton? Okay, we've done mm. all of our references. Now, now we can move forward.
0: Yep. Uh so to determine who goes first tonight, I have composed a little game for you guys. It is called Florence, Foster, or Jenkins. Oh man. <laughs> I'm gonna have questions for you about uh channeling this. Famous- people or uh brand names or things like that and you first will have to tell me if the answer contains florence foster or jenkins that will get you a point
1: if you can name oh, what if you can name
0: the actual you know person or character or whatever you'll get another point so whoever gets most points at the end will win and get to go first tonight wow and uh, there's tiebreaker in case you guys tie what
1: are we bringing in for this?
0: No, no. it's, oh, it's oh, going to go shoot. back and forth. I find that's much more. Uh,
1: yeah, that's easier. Helpful Thank you. to the
0: audience. Uh, but I did, I did flip a coin to see <laughs> who would go first tonight. Uh, Skylar, that is you.
1: Whoa! Full name? Did you do something wrong?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nope. <laughs> it's okay. an
0: awkward silence now hanging. We, we wonder, did Sky do something?
1: Wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, um. he
0: did not. Okay. Uh, so are you ready to begin? Do you understand the rules?
2: Not really, but let's go.
1: Okay, let's I'm do gonna, it.
0: I'm going to give you the um, the clue. If you can tell me if correctly, if it's Florence Foster or Jenkins in the answer, you get a point. If you can give me the entire actual answer, that is two points. Okay.
1: Got it. Let's do Here it. Here we go,
0: Sky. Best known as playing Carol Brady, she was also the first woman to guest host The Tonight Show. Yes. Uh, Kyle apparently knows.
1: (laughs) I know this.
2: Florence Foster.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. It's not. Sorry, I don't. I'm really confused. Like, are these
2: people's like?
1: No, no, no. no. Each one of them.
0: Each answer is going to contain either Florence, Foster, or Jenkins.
1: Okay. One of those three words.
0: One of those three words is part of the answer. Their name contains one of those words. Okay. Yep. Um. So, shall we try that again?
2: No, I, um, Florence.
0: So if you just name Florence Foster Jenkins, that will get you a point.
2: Oh, okay. So I still have a chance to actually get one of these. Yes. Let's go with Florence. That is correct. Can you give me the full name? Uh, I don't know. No.
1: Can I Uh, steal?
0: You won't get get points for this, Kyle, but what is it?
1: It's Florence Henderson.
0: It is Florence Henderson. Okay, Kyle. You're welcome,
1: Sky.
2: I don't know who that is. What? <laughs> you okay. youngin?
1: That's all right. I... <laughs> you millennial. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right.
0: Kyle, known yeah. as the Angel of the Crimea and the La Lady with the Lamp.
1: Uh, uh oh, my goodness. That's uh, Florence Nightingale.
0: That's correct.
1: Woo! Two points.
0: Two points. Okay, Sky, writer of Infinite Jest and Consider the Lobster.
1: Dang it!
2: Uh. Uh, what's his first name? I mean, this is this is Wallace.
1: Yes. Yeah, you should know this one, Sky. It's
2: Foster Wallace. Something Foster Wallace. So yeah, you're you're getting one
0: point for that at least. But I will need the (laughs) the first name.
2: Um. Uh, Just just a second. He's looking it up.
1: So help me, Sky. If you look this up, it what
0: are you? Were you looking at books on your shelf?
2: David, (laughs) Sky,
0: (laughs) were you looking at books on your shelf? Yeah, well, just one,
1: just one book.
0: (laughs) Well, since you own the book, I'll give it to you.
1: Book on my shelf,
0: you know that's worth it. You actually also, if there's
1: only one book on your shelf, I also will. (laughs) I'm okay with that.
0: (laughs) Yep. Okay, Kyle. First appeared on TV in a Coppertone commercial, better known for roles in Taxi Driver and Silence of the Lambs. (laughs)
1: What? oh man i don't know this but i'm gonna go with jenkins since we haven't had that yet
2: incorrect no
1: Uh,
2: i don't but i have to get the whole thing right you wouldn't i mean this isn't there's no stealing in this oh there's no stealing no i don't know yeah
0: what Uh, is uh, Uh, this is jody foster
1: oh oh okay really
0: Mm mm-hmm wow okay sky 1984 and 1988 Summer Olympics track champion who still holds the world records in the 100 and 200 meter dash.
1: Oh, man. Uh,
2: Foster. No. Okay.
1: Um, Do you know, Kyle? uh, Is it uh, something Joyce?
0: Uh, You are very close.
1: Dang, I cannot think of the name.
0: This is Florence Joyner. Dang it. Also known as (laughs) Flojo. Uh okay, Kyle. Yeah. Food network personality who was named Sexiest Chef Alive by People Magazine in two thousand three. It is there's not Emerald Lagasse. No,
1: there's no way that's a real thing. It is uh, a real
0: thing, it's People Magazine.
1: Uh, it's as real as man. People Magazine. <laughs> as real as that. Alright. Um, let's see. I I got nothing on this one. It um Jenkins.
0: <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs>
1: Dang it. It's going to be Any right ideas, one of these guy? times.
0: Nope. This is Tyler Florence.
1: Who's that? Okay. What? Yep. That's not. Yep. That's not the Yeah,
0: what? that's that's a that's a chef. Okay. He was host of I think uh How to Boil Water on Food Network as well as a bunch of other shows.
1: Tyler Florence Test Kitchen. <laughs> I'm
0: like Kyle's like is this the sexiest chef alive in 2003 or not?
1: I disagree. <laughs>
0: You thought I uh, was sexier in, chefs in 2003?
1: Maybe in 2003.
2: <laughs> Come a long way.
1: <laughs> all right.
2: Sorted few food guys have them. Have all of them. There to are eat. two questions left. <laughs> those are beautiful boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Sky. Popular American brand of eyewear whose advertising once asked, "Who's that behind those blank blank?"
2: Uh, jeez.
1: Uh,
2: I think it's Foster. That is correct. I don't remember what the whole thing is.
0: Do you know the whole thing, Kyle? I don't. Foster Grant. Okay. Oh. Who's that behind those Foster Grants? (laughs) Uh, okay, Kyle, uh, you can tie this if you get the whole thing. Oh, man. Band known for singles including Cosmic Love and Dog Days Are Over.
1: Oh, uh that's Oh, uh Florence and the Machine.
0: Oh, it's correct. We are tied nice. at four.
1: I, I like um, for some weird reason the TV on the radio popped in my head for a second. I'm like, and I almost said it, and then I was like, <laughs> wait, no, that's not right at all. <laughs>
0: All right. uh, So we have the tiebreaker. Uh, The first one to shout out the answer is (laughs) going to win. Okay. There's no other good way to do this. The full answer. Listen carefully. Uh, Shout out once you know it. Internet battle.
1: Leroy Jenkins. (laughs) Whoa.
0: Yes. Thanks, guys. I've been waiting the whole. Were you expecting that whole quiz? (laughs) yeah there was no jenkins in the entire quiz i searched for jenkins and there are no jenkins out there guys
1: i was holding on for that i was holding on for it oh man that's so Um, great the full job sky
0: the full clue was internet battle cry that serves as a warning that the best laid plans can be destroyed by one (laughs) buffoon (laughs) (laughs) all right that was that was an exciting
2: round
1: that was amazing. Well Ooh. done, Sky. You I deserve it. I feel like I phone. earn it. <laughs> well, okay, so I earned it, but
0: I'll take first it. First on Florence Foster Jenkins. Okay,
2: so Florence Fo- Foster Jenkins uh, was an American socialite and amateur soprano who was known and mocked for her flamboyant performance costumes and notably poor singing ability. Uh, despite or perhaps too, or due to her technical incompetence, she became a prominent musical cult figure in New York City during the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. Cole Porter, Enrico. Caruso and other celebrities mm-hmm. were loyal fans. Um, the po- the poet William Meredith wrote that what Jenkins provided was never exactly an aesthetic experience, or only to the degree that an early Christian among the lions provided aesthetic experience. It was chiefly Whoa. it was chiefly <laughs> immolatory. immolatory, immolatory, Yes. What does that mean? Like immolation. Oh, emulation. Okay. Just just yeah. blah. And Madame <laughs> Jenkins was always eaten in the end.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh
2: that's amazing
1: oh man i to have half of the confidence that this woman had
2: i actually don't know if this is the the movie uh it, it is, the movie. Yeah, well, is, it is. It? okay because it yes. does she go to britain then because i thought it takes place in britain
0: yeah okay uh, she actually gets married to a british shakespearean actor ah uh, i see
2: okay
1: yeah. uh yeah french uh, in popular culture french feature film marguerite uh, released in September 2015, was loosely inspired by Jenkins' life and singing career. And then Florence Foster Jenkins, a British biopic starring Meryl Streep in the title role, premiered in London on April 12, 2016, and was released in the United States on April, August 12, 2016. Oh, so it's out now. Yes. You can watch Go that. Don't watch thing.
2: it. Uh, Not
1: sponsoring our podcast.
2: <laughs> so an arm injury ended her career as a pianist. So then she gave, up, or she gave piano lessons in Philadelphia to support herself, uh, but then she moved to a, with her mother to New York City, and she met a British Shakespearean actor named St. Clair Bayfield. And it became a vaguely defined cohabitation relationship that continued for the rest of her life.
1: Ooh.
2: Yep. Uh, her, di- her dad died a year later, and she became the beneficiary of a sizable trust and resolved to resume her musical career as a singer. So money can get you anywhere, I guess.
1: <laughs> I was going to say I think I'm pretty sure that the the lesson of this of this person's life is that if you pay people enough.
0: There's an actual recording of her singing on this page.
1: Oh, do I want to do I want to click this? I don't know. I think you I'm do. Gonna, I'm going to try it. I'm going to prepare to move my headphones. Are, are we going to be
0: able to like play this?
2: Yeah, I can play this. Okay, let's let's listen to this.
1: All right. Alright, not so bad so far. Oh, oh yeah, there we okay. go. Okay.
0: So it, it just rapidly deflates um, <laughs> in flatness.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my. It kind of
0: sounds like she's being shaken. Oh,
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's rough. That was alright for a second and then, uh, nope, nope.
0: <laughs> she's, she's singing uh, Der Halle Rock. From Mozart's The Magic Flute, which of course means the holy rock. Um, No, it actually means queen of the night.
1: (laughs) No, I like yours better. The holy rock. (laughs) Uh,
2: Once when a taxi in which she was riding collided with another car, Jenkins let out a high-pitched scream. Uh, upon arriving home, she went immediately to her piano and confirmed, at least to herself, that the note she had screamed was a fabled F above high C, a pitch she had never before been able to reach. Overjoyed, <laughs> she refused to press charges against her, against either involved fu- party, and even sent the taxi driver a box of expensive cigars. McMoon said neither he nor anyone else uh, <laughs> ever ha- ever heard her actually sing a high F. However, wow, she's just living the life. Yeah.
1: Wow. Amazing.
0: One thing that um, <laughs> is also mentioned in this Wikipedia article, uh, and I guess another hobby of hers in addition to singing was producing something called Tableau vivants. Okay. Which is basically uh, you would recreate a scene, like a postcard basically with some friends, like like an illustration. But you would be like dressed up as the thing's Sure, yeah, this is and what they just, do. It's the kind of like living statues in a sense.
1: Yeah, it's the thing they do in, um, uh, in to Development with, uh, the, the making, bringing the art to life thing where everyone dresses up in, like, classic paintings. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. sort of like
2: that.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so she would always cast herself as, like, the main character in the final one during of these productions. Uh,. Here's one where she's posing uh, in a costume complete with angelic wings, sure. Uh, from her tableau inspired by Howard Chandler Christie's painting Stephen Foster and the Angel of Inspiration. Uh, I saw that on Cartoon Network once, and that was really cool. Mm. Stephen Foster's home for imaginary <laughs> gems.
1: <laughs> that was a long way to go for that joke, Tim, but it was Thank worth you. it. It was worth it. It just came to me, okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm so glad we joined
1: you on that stroll.
0: <laughs> so the way that, that um, Jenkins is regarded today is strangely flattering. I mean, like she was obviously, she was definitely terrible at what she did. Mm. But the fact that she continued to do it, I mean, she was rich, which is why she could continue to do it. That's yes, not, of course. That's not beat around the bush there. But the fact that she had the um, the gumption to continue to do it, the fact that she knew people were laughing at her, basically, and still did it. Yeah. Um, and that people like were still entertained by her, I guess, gives her this this kind of cult status even still today.
2: Yeah, it made her something positive. I mean, if Meryl Streep
0: plays you, you didn't, you didn't, you did didn't something, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I like that. it's really
1: just an it's really just lasting long enough to be in a movie. She's in so many movies. Mm-hmm. eventually she's going to get around to doing your life story. It's she's just going to play so- every person on the planet. <laughs> yeah, just, just eventually she'll get there.
0: Um, there have been several recordings of uh, Jenkins uh, through the years. You know, they keep re-releasing them as people get interested. Uh, I like the one from 1962. Um, or no, it's a, it's from 1992. It's a reissue of a 1962 victory recording. They just keep doing these over and over.
1: And the the title of it
0: is The Glory, and then in parentheses, four question marks. So, The Glory (laughs) of the Human Voice. Amazing. Uh, And then another one's called Florence Foster Jenkins and Friends, Murder on the High Seas.
1: Oh, Uh, that's a good joke. And then
0: The Muse surmounted Florence Foster Jenkins and 11 of her rivals. I have no idea what that one is. It includes
1: only one of her songs, but a brief interview with McMoon. That seems kind of kind of cruel.
2: McBone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's definitely like a a character. New the and, and, uh, Yes.
2: Yeah. Very nice. All right, Sky. I'm Ace Have you McMoon. Decided... It was a
1: night like any night.
0: <laughs> Have you decided where you would like to go?
1: Yeah, Jenkins
2: was the subject of the "Not My Job" segment of NPR's radio program. Wait, wait, don't tell me. You are October not. October twenty fifth, two thousand nine. <laughs> Anchorman Brian Williams, the show's special guest, was asked a series of trivia questions about Jenkins, whom he nicknamed Flo-Flo, and (laughs) the broadcast (laughs) took place (laughs) in Carnegie (laughs) Hall. Yeah, that's weird. That's really weird that happened today.
0: Uh, I'm clicking on NPR. I was thinking you were going to click on Brian Williams because he kind of looks like a puppet.
1: Aww. Aww. I want to NPR. Well, I was just wondering. I actually literally was just thinking the other day, like... Have we gone to NPR in a while on the on the show? It's been I mean, a while we since do we do have. It's kind of like
0: we have backup.
2: been there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I we know have we have We have to make
2: our, our
0: regular pilgrimages to <laughs> to the NPR.
1: Um, well, I'm not going far uh, from where you from where you went, Sky. I'm actually I'm enjoying this little bit down at the bottom of this whole article. Oh no, this isn't a ah. Uh, <laughs> dang, <laughs> this isn't a like list. Enjoyment. No, no, no. Hang on. <laughs> This is, I just realized this isn't a list. I need a ruling on this because it could be really entertaining otherwise. Um, okay. Other overly confident outsiders in the arts include.
0: <laughs> I actually didn't see this list at the bottom.
1: Uh, Romeo overly quotes, confident
0: outsiders in the arts.
1: Which is linked, by the way. Overly confident is linked.
0: Uh, oh, to the, the Dunning-Kruger effect.
1: Uh, Romeo Coates, uh, actor, William McGonagall, poet, A- Amanda McKittrick-Ross, uh, writer, The Shags, pop music group, Ms- Mrs. Miller, cabaret singer, Ed Wood, actor, director, and producer, Leona Anderson, actress, and singer. Would you guys be okay if I went with Ed Wood,
2: please? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's against the rules, but I'll it, allow it this
1: time. Tim? Um,
2: I guess.
0: I I will allow it because... There's not like a great ton of broad topics on this page. I will. I admit. feel.
1: I feel like this doesn't. This is kind of a sideways move, but I like talking about Ed Wood, so. Okay. All right. I'll try it out. See what happens.
0: Okay. NPR. This is NPR. NPR. No, that's not it. That's CNN. <laughs> Welcome.
2: To NPR, I haven't. I haven't listened to NPR in a long time.
1: This, Clearly.
2: I don't even remember. <laughs>
1: We hey to... hey guys. Wow. Welcome
2: to MPR.
1: Oh my gosh. I Well, the never our podcast.
2: I'm Dan Rathers. Hello.
1: <laughs> 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 and this is Car Talk. <laughs>
2: Hi. Hello. I I'm, okay. I'm Michelle Norris.
1: <laughs> there Michelle. we go. That was
2: actually I a real about one. Al.
1: Yeah, I forgot about your your uh thing with your college roommate about Michelle Norris. Michelle Norris.
2: Norris. I'll My never forget Michelle. Michelle Norris. I miss you Michelle. Is she back? No. No, she oh, never no. came back?
0: I don't think she did. It's
2: dead to me, NPR, you're dead. It's
0: not not on like a
2: publicly um anchor way. Gotcha. <laughs> uh National Public Radio replaced the National Educational Radio Network on February 26, 1970, following congressional passage of the Public Broadcasting Act of 1967. Lyndon B. Johnson you know, signed that.
0: That is that is um disappointingly close to like you know National Educational Radio Network. If they had it like district or something,
2: that would have uh, rocked because it N- would have been nerd. <laughs> N E <laughs> Not oh, nerd. Radio district, radio district. Yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, its first broadcast was aired in April 1971 following uh, United States Senate hearings on the Vietnam War. Uh, a month later, the afternoon Drive Time newscast All Things Considered began uh, on May 3rd, 1971. It's crazy. It's been around wow. all that time. Wow. Um, so... That that bill that um, passage of the Public Broadcasting Act uh, it also created Public Broadcasting Service. So I'm going to click on Public <sighs> Broadcasting Service. Oh, geez, I see where you're going. Oh,
0: oh,
2: oh. oh.
0: Okay, Ed Wood.
1: I think I accidentally three clicked this, but I'll we'll get there in a second.
0: <laughs> I. We are we are revoking your your uh, your privilege. <laughs> yeah, I should never I, I let it a, happen.
1: What's that? I said I should
2: never should have let it happen.
1: That's fair. But let's talk about Ed Wood for a second first, uh, because he uh, was an American filmmaker, right? Actor, writer, director, and producer. Uh, I suppose you could call him all of those things. Um, he in the 1950s made a number of low-budget films in, in science fiction, comedy, and horror genres, and intercutting stock footage. Uh, in the sixties and seventies, he made sex exploitation movies and wrote over eighty pulp crime, horror, and sex novels, which I actually didn't know. The writing part uh, in 1980, he was uh, posthumously awarded a Golden Turkey Award as worst director of all time, renewing public interest in his work. Wood's career and camp approach has earned him and his films a cult following. Do you cool. guys know the the movie that he is most well known for? One of which is. I, I think it is has Certainly. been voted the worst movie of all time.
0: Yes. Commercial is.
1: movie.
0: Plan 9 from Outer Space.
1: Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, man. So this guy, uh, Ed Wood, he... Okay, let's see here. Um, according to Wood's second wife, Kathy O'Hara, Wood's mother, Lillian, would dress him in girls' clothing when he was a child because she'd always wanted a daughter. And nope. he... Yeah, yes. He's one of the people that that happened to. And uh, he cross-dressed all of his life. Uh, he said, uh, or according to this, infatu- he was infatuated with the feeling of Angora on his skin. That's cited twice. There you go. Uh, well, you know, so he collected comics and pulp magazines in his childhood, and he really, he watched movies and, and loved the Westerns and anything basically involving the occult uh buck jones and bella lugosi were two of his earliest childhood idols uh he would often skip school in favor of watching pictures at the local movie theater where still from the day's movie would often be thrown in the trash by theater staff allowing wood to salvage them to add to his extensive collection Oof. so um he oh oh i didn't know this on his 12th birthday Wood received it as a gift for as a gift his first movie camera one of his first pieces of footage and one that imbued them with pride showed the airship Hindenburg passing over the Hudson River at Poughkeepsie uh, shortly before its famous fiery demise <laughs> in Lakehurst, New Jersey. Yay. Um, uh, one of Wood's first paid jobs was a cinema usher, and he also sang and played drums in a band. He later fronted a singing quartet called Eddie Wood's Little Splinters, having learned to play a variety of string instruments. Um, so anyway, he uh, he was he was in the military. It says here, but in in 47 he moved to Hollywood and basically started writing scripts and trying to get himself into the movies. And uh, let it says here that he uh, in 48 uh, wrote, produced, directed, and starred in Casual Company, a play derived from his unpublished novel, which was based on his service in the United States Marine Corps. Um, And it got negative reviews, but Mm. he was not going to be talked out of, he was not going to be talked out of this passion of his. Um, He absolutely did not care that there were negative reviews. He just kept making movies. And I mean, it's just one of those things where this guy just felt like he could do it and was going to do it and people were going to love it. And it's, it's just an amazing amount of confidence and gumption that you, I just don't see very often. <laughs> um, among all of these movies was Plan 9 from Outer Space. I'm really surprised this doesn't have more in this section about this, but this is really all it says. Uh, in 56, Wood produced, wrote, and directed the science fiction film Plan 9 from Outer Space, originally titled Grave Robbers from Outer Space, which starred Lugosi, uh, Bella Lugosi, in his final film. Uh, because Lugosi died during production.
2: Pull the right. string.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tor Johnson, Vampirica, Tom Mason, and Criswell, uh, uh, and Criswell as the narrator. The uh, film was premiered as Grave Robbers at a small screen in 1957. Was released theatrically as Plan 9 in 1959, and was sold to late night television in 61, thereby finding an audience finally. Uh, it became his best-known film and received a cult following in 1980. I, I like that. I like that they're saying it that way, so that it seems like there's just a bunch of cult followings just out there, and eventually, you know, you're just trying to you you mail away for a cult following every once in a while. <laughs> it's like, oh, just like a
0: matching service. I mean, you got to find the right cult. For you.
1: <laughs> well, I'm a fandom that likes long walks on the beach and shipping characters that that no one cares about.
0: In Tor Johnson. Uh, It's got to have Tor Johnson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So he had, uh, this guy was just, he could not be stopped. And even after he kept, let's see, Plan 9 was in 1956, which again, one of the worst movies ever made, continued making movies through 1970 um, and did not care. You know, just continued trying to get himself, get his scripts and, and other things, uh, his his writing and his acting, like he tried to get in there. Have you? Uh, it, it's just amazing. I've never heard of anyone with so much belief in themselves. Um, have you guys seen Plan Nine? I've seen
0: I, the riff tracks version of it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, me I too. I also watched
2: the like. What was? Wasn't there just a movie called Ed Wood? Is that what it was? Yes, there yeah, was. We watched a watched the Tim Burton movie. Yeah,
0: it was yep. pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. It well, they won
0: two Academy Awards.
1: <laughs> Which is more than, than Ed Wood ever did. Ooh. Um, yeah, so he, yeah, he was an interesting guy is what I'm saying. For sure. Uh. And so I do want to mention here, and I, I feel like I could probably three-click this, but here we go. In pop culture, from 1993 to 1994, three of Wood's films, Bride of the Monsters*, Monster, The Violent Little Years, and The Sinister Urge, were featured on the television show series Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh,
0: there you go. What? Which There's is no linked. puppets on that show. They're all <laughs> clearly, robots.
1: Clearly. Which gave the works wider the exposure. They're uh, robots, Kyle. Producers Get of MST3K right. uh, considered including Plan 9, but found it had too much dialogue for the show's format.
0: Yeah, so they took it to Riff tracks instead
1: oh, for a man, live showing, and
0: which is really good.
1: Man, I feel... I feel kind of mean going to this link because I feel like it's probably there.
0: Yeah, you probably cheated. Oh, well, Sky, uh,
2: PBS. PBS.
1: Uh, You guys, (laughs) I don't want to cheat. I want to do this right.
2: Uh, It's too late.
1: Oh.
2: Since the the (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) mid-2000s. What? (laughs) Since the mid-2000s. How do you say that other any other way? Yeah, that's right, that's right? True. Yeah. Mid 2000s. Since the mid 2000s, Roper Po proposed Po. proposal. Quick press.
0: This, is, this flow, is just a, a train wreck of, of syllables.
2: Since the mid th- <laughs> 2000s, Roper Poles commissioned by PVS has consistently have. Since the mid 2000s, Roper proposed po- <laughs>
0: Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait.
2: Since um, the mid 2000s, so Roper Polls commissioned second. by what?
0: Um, this reminds me. One time uh on the weekend, I was driving uh just down to like the mall or something and I was listening to our local NPR station.
2: <laughs> oh no. And do you remember this? Did you hear this? Is it Is it the lady that they had for a while? <laughs> Yeah, filling in for uh, the guy that left, David. The guy that we really David liked. No, no, I think balls. it was
0: before he left. Okay, I think, but it was it was <laughs> someone. It sounded like they had accidentally aired. Um, she was like reading copy, yes, for something, but she would keep saying something wrong. So she, it would be a few seconds She'd of pause. pause and then she would start over. And yep. it felt like this was going they, on for like I, I five to ten that minutes.
2: One. Yes, yes. And like oh, they no. they aired the on. unedited copy. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. I felt so bad. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible.
0: But it felt like it was like the weirdest like trip. Yeah. Oh, of oh, just no. like a mind trip. I'm like just keep going please yeah, just no do not start it. this over again I'm it'll in be a time okay. loop.
1: <laughs> it'll be alright we really don't mind
2: mm-hmm. since the mid 2000s roper polls commissioned by PBS have consistently placed the service as the most trusted national institution in the United States cut Cited. Print. Good. bravo However, PBS mm. is not responsible for all programming carried on public te- television stations, a large por- portion of which, including uh, most specials aired during pledge drives, come from mm. third-party sources. The service has Wait. more than 350 member television stations. What's up?
1: Oh, this is, I I, I understand, like, third-party, like, yeah. uh, just outside groups. Um... Like other, other organizations specifically, but still, like, affiliated? Right. Because Unlike- it sounds like they're just going to YouTube and just getting like, cat video, yes, Well, this. here you go.
2: Unlike the five major commercial broadcast television networks like uh, ABC, CBS, Fox, uh, which compensate their affiliate stations to carry their programs, PBS is not a network but a program distributor that provides television Ooh. content and related services to its member stations. So each, char- each station is charged with the responsibility <laughs> of programming local content, um, often news, interview, cultural and public affairs programs for their individual market or state that supplements content provided by PBS and other. Po- so they're like a, so, almost like a filter, like, yeah, and we've we've checked this stuff out. Like we've got the stuff from other people. Here you go.
0: You, you take care of the local stuff. Here's 57 hours of Dragon Tales. Right. <laughs> if you want to just play this for like two days straight,
2: go ahead. It'll be Antio- okay. We don't recommend show it, but it's here. It's here. <laughs> um, rerun programming is generally uncommon on PBS or its member stations, with some exceptions. The Lawrence Walk Show was aired continuously uh, in reruns on PBS uh, almost Class. every weekend since 1986. Wow. Classy. Other That's programs amazing. that have been aired in reruns are generally past PBS series whose hosts have retired or are now deceased, like The Joy of Painting and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Or Dragonfly TV and Clifford the Big Red Dog.
1: Oh, mm. yeah.
2: He's not dead. I'm just kidding.
0: N- well, They I just ended say. production. But, but John Ritter was the voice of Clifford the Big Red Dog. What, oh, he was? I and didn't he know died. that. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> I thought that's there what you, you were go. talking about. Well, that no. was sadder than it needed to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. So they also. T-
2: they talk about Sesame Workshop here, but they just mentioned the name.
1: Wait, mm-hmm. Sesame Workshop?
2: Yeah, Sesame. It's
1: not Sesame Street Workshop.
2: No, there's no Sesame no, Street. It's here. called Sesame Workshop. They don't mention what? Sesame Street anywhere.
0: It's it's not Sesame Street, but that Sesame Workshop is the name of the production. Yeah, they like work on more than Sesame just Sesame
2: Street. Street. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wait, uh, what else is there? Like all the Muppet
2: stuff. Like
1: uh, oh oh, I understand. Okay. Yeah.
2: I could click on it and let you know more details, but I think I'm gonna to go to Mr. Rogers' neighborhood because I think that will get me a step closer. Maybe? Oh, good call. I think either
0: one would be. Yeah, I think yeah, would be gonna good for that.
2: you. So, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood.
1: All we right. haven't
2: been here before, have we? I believe we have. You know yeah, what? I think we have. yeah. I'm gonna back up. I'm gonna what? go to Sesame. I'm gonna go to Sesame Workshop then. Okay. If you're cool, cool. with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you have enough time to check it out, Sky, because. While there are six cases of the word puppet on this page, none of them are linked. Oh, oh no.
2: no.
1: I don't oh, know. Oh no, that's Kyle. Possible.
2: <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, no. No no.
1: I actually feel okay about this now. It's I, only that... mentioned
2: once here. It's <laughs> not linked. Oh no. Oh no. We're gonna be here forever.
1: Tim, what did you do?
0: <laughs> I, I did not go through these,
2: I will admit <laughs> that.
1: So Mystery oh my Science gosh. Theater 3000 is an American television comedy series created by Joel Hodgson, then produced by Best Brains, Inc., um, which you might, I mean, younger viewers, listeners might know Joel Hodgson from a different TV show that he is currently on. Where <laughs> a he very plays, few
2: of our-
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, where he plays Mayor Dewey. He, uh, he's, uh, he's the voice of, uh, Mayor Dewey in Steven Universe, which this I did our, not know. Our thought,
0: second Steven Universe reference of the night. I yeah, didn't know that. I did
1: not, yep. I did not realize it until I, I was just glancing through stuff. I think it was on Tumblr or something. And someone mentioned that there was a, a like a reference or something like that to MST in Steven Universe. they're like, oh, it's funny because Joel Hodgson, I'm like, what? No. And now I can't stop hearing it. Um, but anyway...
2: I thought you were talking about that weird sci-fi show he was on.
1: Oh, well, that's what I thought they were referencing in the the post, but it's not. Okay. Um, So anyway, uh, although that has a reference to MST as well, because the robot's name is Art, and that's the name that uh, Pearl calls Crow. Okay. Anyway, again, (laughs) this is a TV show where they make fun of old movies and generally just bad movies. And... It is the, the conceit is that there is a guy who's been shot into space. He is hanging around in the satellite and can't escape. And he is uh, being forced to watch these movies to see how they affect the mind of a person trapped in outer space. And in order to maintain his sanity, he has used parts on the ship to create several robots Wisecracking robots. Uh, according to this, to keep his sanity, Joel crafts a number of robot companions, including Tom Servo, Crow T Robot, and Gypsy, to keep him company and to help him humorously com- comment on each movie as it plays, a process known as riffing,
2: which what? is something
1: that humans do. Um, anyway, yes. So each two hour episode features a single movie uh, along with some public domain films, and then they watch, they watch the movie in silhouette in theater seats in front of the in front of the film with little sketches in between it is uh they they reference down here that the uh show is considered highly influential contributing toward the practice of social television and former cast members launched similar projects including riff tracks ongoing as of 2016 and cinematic titanic which i don't believe is ongoing and uh but this yeah, social television as a as an idea. Um I didn't know that that was a thing, but yeah, it totally did. This this show absolutely had a, an impact on me as a kid watching it. Um It
0: made me a nerd.
1: <laughs> well, Tim, <coughs> I mean in fairness. Mm-hmm. We we were all leaning that way anyway. It's a it's a
0: chicken eggs proposition, isn't it?
1: <laughs> uh so I which which episode is your guys' favorite?
2: Merlin shop a mystical a Oh, it's so good! I actually have to say that work. as well.
0: It's it's oh. the last episode that aired. Really? Is it really? Yep. They had they had an ending episode. I think that was Diabolic.
1: Yeah, it Diabolic, is. I've seen it.
0: Which is, I mean, it kind of ends the story, but then they had like a lost episode. They called it. Oh man, and it was I didn't Merlin. realize so that was that. the last one to officially air. And it is well, it is my favorite. Yeah, wow. I have a lot of good memories
2: about that episode, watching that episode with you.
0: Yeah. Oh Aww. my gosh, it is so good.
1: Hey, oh, that's, that's very first like Years.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think probably uh, another one of my favorites is the Screaming Skull.
1: I don't know that I've ever actually seen that one.
0: That's a good one too. Okay,
1: I'll have it's to try that. It's kind of like
0: it. a a murder mystery ish
2: almost. Kind of like Rebecca, like Hitchcockish. What's oh, the diarrhea so one? The Diarrhea what? is a storm raging inside you.
0: Oh,
1: jeez. They, they've
0: used that joke like... Oh, have they? different times, yeah. Uh,
1: it was like the one... there's like... <laughs> Whenever
0: someone has like a pained expression on their face, they'll sometimes say, Diarrhea <laughs> is a storm raging inside you.
2: <laughs> it's pretty great.
1: Wait, has that joke <clears throat> made the jump over? Because I wonder if they do this occasionally, if they carry a joke over from uh, MST to Riff Tracks. Because I we listen to Riff Tracks occasionally, and I... I haven't heard one yeah, yet. I don't know. But I'm waiting separate. for it. I will say, um one of our friends, uh one of Steven's friends, who is really into Twilight, she really wanted us all to watch the movies because she was convinced that if we would just take the time to watch them,
2: right. see, we would get into it. For the art that they are.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, she's great. I love her. She's amazing. Uh but I mean they're terrible movies. But she was such a good sport about it. And we made, I, I made the concession of like, all right, we will do this if you allow us to have, well, one, we have to be able to drink because, nah. and two, we have to get these rift tracks. Just trust me on this. It'll be fun. And she was a little, she was a little skittish at first, but as soon as we got started, I, she was such a good sport about it. We all had fun. It was a good time. Good. I actually really enjoyed that dumb movie <laughs> mm-hmm. because we were able to riff tracks it and and just watch it and, I mean, also get drunk. But, yes, it was a good time. Very nice. That's the only way that I will ever watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also recently did uh, Spider-Man 3, which was the, also the only way I will ever watch that movie.
2: Oh, man, that movie.
1: <laughs> oh, my <sighs> gosh. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Uh, this is, it's, it's such a great, uh, format. Like so many parts of MST are just very prescient of the internet to me. Like they just had so many bits that would have worked so well online if the internet had been, you know, widespread at the time that this started. Um, I, I feel like it would have been an even bigger splash, you know, cultural splash than it was, you know, at the time. Uh, but there was also something cool about having the videotapes as well because every time you saw a new tape, you're like, oh, I got to get that one. Yep. So anyway, um, they have a bunch of different links here, a bunch of different things to talk about as far as the yeah format, production, um, which if you've ever seen uh, Joel Hodgson's um, actual stand-up, it's online. It's out there. Oh, it's, wow. He's a prop comic. It's interesting. I'm gonna
2: That makes sense.
1: I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, but as far as the actual cast, uh do you guys follow them on Twitter?
0: Uh no. I follow Tom Servo on Twitter.
2: I follow Bill. <laughs> and I, I get him confused say... with Colin Mockery all the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I can see that. <laughs> I'll see <laughs> them tweet I and actually, they tweet very similar like yeah, styles. I do follow and stuff. them both too. And <laughs> I'll follow wait. them and be like, ha, ha Colin Mockery. wait, no, it's Bill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll oh, bet yeah. I'll bet Bill Corbett has like a dollar jar for every time someone is yeah. gone <laughs> <laughs> dear, dear dear Colin Mockery. or at Colin Mockery and, and, and meant Bill Corbett oh my gosh that's amazing <laughs> well <While, laughs> uh,
2: Colin's like why does everybody call me Tom why this <laughs> Tom guy mm-hmm. I,
1: I I follow all three uh, actually uh, Hodgson as well Um which uh, oh, no. Who was it who a while ago? Uh, oh, no,
2: he's Crow, isn't he? Yes. Okay. Bill Corbett is Crow, yeah.
1: Uh, Sky, I think it might have been. I directed been been that your before mom that, I
2: got all the angry letters. All the hate mail, yeah.
1: Ooh, it's nice. Right. Good call. Uh, you can edit that out. No, uh, I think it was. I, I think it might have been your mom mentioning that she thought my voice sounded like Joel Hodgson. But I cannot recall, and I tweeted at Joel Hodgson like someone referred to me as this guy as, as you know a sleepier sounding Joel Hodgson, and and he favorited it. I was like, yes, that's that's <laughs> worth it. That was that's totally <laughs> worth it. Um,
0: I I, I noticed you senpai. <laughs>
1: uh yeah that's on par with the time that peter sagal favorited one of or he followed me for like a month oh I swear yeah he did it, i swear he did it on accident <laughs> we were so excited yeah but i i have saved that that email i've never deleted it
0: brushes with fame
1: i really want <laughs> to like post it up someday but i no one will believe me that's the thing. <laughs> very nice anyway yeah, uh where are you going i'm clicking oh man i could pick any of the bots couldn't i um, You could. Jeez, they all have such weird character arcs. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is
0: going to be most hilarious? Hilarious this podcast. You know
1: it's going to be Servo. I'm going to click Servo. Sorry, Crow and Gypsy. I guess Cambot too, but eh. Poor
2: Cambot. Does
1: Cambot have Does Cambot have like a character arc? I,
2: I is she sent- much of one. Sentient? Is it? Oh, is it he? Oh, I always yeah. thought Cambot was a girl. It.
1: They're all robots. They're no, all. You're robots. probably thinking of
2: Gypsy. No, I know Gypsy is. I just always thought Gypsy and Cambot were like the girls, and, <laughs> girl and Tom were the were the boys. That
0: that's I guess your I never thought about that. That is acceptable,
1: except maybe maybe not a literal headcanon. Right, hang on a second. I'm looking. I'm looking to see does Cambot have? A it does cannon. have its own page. I'm gonna. I'll click it. Let's see. Okay. Oh, they refer to it as a he. No. Yep. Cambot is only seen during the robot roll call op- portion of the opening credits, often with his name reversed. Mm.
2: Well,
0: because they're, because they're putting a mirror up to him. My child is a Cannon. lie. Um, Sesame Workshop. Sesame guy.
2: Workshop. It's formerly known as the Children's Television Workshop. Oh, yeah. Uh, which we'd probably recognize it as the CTW. Geezers. Yep. Uh it's an American nonprofit organization behind the production of several educational children's programs, including its first and best known Sesame Street, that have run on public broadcasting around the world. Uh, I like there's
0: there's two co-founders, there's Joan Gans and Lloyd Morrisett, And they have this big nice kind of glamour shot of Joan Gans. And then they have this and other they... shot of of Lloyd who's yes. basically being upstaged what? by Cookie Monster cupcakes.
2: <laughs> Hello, what? He's got the greatest like smile on his face. His eyes are so yeah. bright.
0: Well, I mean he's right next to a bunch of cookie monster cupcakes. Anyone would be smiling.
1: I mean yeah. clearly, yes. Let me see. He's like, Yeah,
0: I'm to about to chow on these cupcakes as soon as you put that camera down.
1: Let's do this.
0: Oh my gosh, like you're looking up at these cupcakes now. There's a cookie in each of these cupcakes. Yeah. Did you not
1: see that before?
0: I didn't realize that. Amazing. Oh my gosh, those are the best cupcakes.
1: <laughs> They're those look like great cupcakes. Some of those cookie monsters seem a little more monstrous than others. It's his others. birthday
0: cupcakes, according Aww. to the title of the. Aw. Aww.
1: Aww. Yeah. So
2: one cool thing about uh, Sesame Street is uh, so he got
1: his cu- he got his birthday cupcakes made a Giant Eagle is what you're saying. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go on, Sky.
2: Uh, According to director John Stone, the music of Sesame Street was unlike any other children's program on television. Uh, For the first time, the show's songs fulfilled a specific purpose and supported its curriculum. Uh, Cooney observed in her initial report that children had an affinity for commercial jingles. So many of the show's songs were constructed like television ads, which is pretty smart. Uh, Mm. Even smarter uh, to attract (laughs) the best composers and lyricists. And to encourage them to compose more music for the show, the CTW allowed songwriters to retain the rights to the songs they wrote. For the first time in children's television, the writers earned lucrative profits, which as Davis reported, reported, helped the show sustain the level of public interest in the show. Music was a big deal in Sesame Street, now that I think about it.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
2: And just getting like, I mean, they don't talk about it here, but they just getting celebrities to like sing like weird little songs, you know, next to a puppet. Uh worked for them i don't know (laughs) it's neat
1: it is a cool idea
2: um
1: so where am i gonna go here i gotta go somewhere good question there i mean i imagine there's puppets on there somewhere right
2: muppets is on there's muppets
1: no is there is
2: there a link oh yeah muppets so uh, i'm gonna click on on muppets
1: they're really that that committed to their This is just a list Uh, of
2: Sesame Street Muppets, but I can get there. All right, go ahead.
1: They're they're so committed to that that brand, they're not even going to use the word puppet. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Just to answer your question, or to go further into this, because I continued reading the Cambot page after you guys stopped caring about that. Um, Although a number of episodes depict the cast reacting as if traumatized by a particularly bad movie, Cambot suffered a severe reaction... Re- severe reaction only once weeping when several security cameras were systematically destroyed by the hero
2: oh my god <laughs> <In> episode <laughs>
1: 620 danger death ray this was signified by a watery effect over the screen image <laughs> so there you go one time cambot cried so That's... uh tom servo uh which out of the robots they're all wacky shapes and everything uh, but <clears throat> Tom Servo is a red puppet that has a gumball machine. They have the actual name of the items here, so I'm just going to read these in. Gumball machine, the carousel executive snack dispenser oh my for a head, a body composed of a toy money lover barrel, coin bank and a toy car engine block, and a bowl-shaped hovercraft skirt, a Halloween, quote, boo bowl, unquote, instead huh. of legs who went to that length some person on uh, i mean this is the internet so
2: right
0: someone is tracking um, Joel Hodgson down demanding what these pieces were
1: i got to know like i've got four different halloween bowls which one is it is it um, the boo bowl is it the <laughs> spook bowl <Bull? laughs> so um servo's appearance has changed over time in the pilot for mst 3k the robot who had become Servo was named Beeper. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> who, sp- who just spoke in beeps that only Crow could understand, similar to R2-D2 and C-3PO from the Star Wars films. Really? Is it similar to that? Is or they? to any other robot in any sci-fi? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. Anyway, uh, let's see. He was an all-silver robot, vaguely shaped like the ultimate Servo. Whoa! Whoa, hold on a second. It's just like <laughs> Marvel, like a... Like a different universe, like ultimate servo with, okay. With funnel shaped shoulders, silver rubber tube arms, a flat, a plastic flower pot for a hover skirt what? and a small fishbowl for a head. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Uh Do you guys know where his name comes from?
0: Uh, uh, I mean, a servo, a is, servo. A, is a thing. Yeah.
1: You, <laughs> I mean, yes. it's a computer
0: thing, electronic thing.
1: Okay, engineering. fine, you guys. It, Jeez. it turns.
0: I have an English degree. I don't oh. know.
1: <laughs> okay, you guys. Fine. Jeez. No, his, he was renamed Servo after a vending machine that was in the in the place that they were in the studio they were working at called the Servotron.
2: Wow. Okay. That's,
1: yeah, I was trying to get you guys there. I was trying to help. Yep. Um, I do want to include this image of the uh, uh, the voice of Tom Servo, Kevin Murphy, uh, who I also follow on Twitter, but I do not confuse with Colin Mockery. Right.
2: Um,
1: he, I love every picture that he's in because he always does this eyebrow thing. Yeah. Do you see this eyebrow thing that's oh, going yeah. on? Mm-hmm. It's because awesome. it's like, it's very much The Rock, but <laughs> not The Rock. Right. <laughs> exactly.
0: The just, people's counterfeit album. <laughs> <I
1: don't know. laughs> He's
0: uh, also uh, standing in a cornfield.
1: I, I didn't even think about that. You're which right. Which I he can is. only
0: assume is because it's it's a, a send off to uh, a riff tracks short that they do about grass
1: <laughs> and the big
0: question of whether corn is grass.
1: Wow! Wow! I. I want to reference more of it, but I don't. <laughs> I want to just go watch the thing. It's funny. Um, whenever this is an interesting tidbit that I've never thought about. Whenever a ca- member of the cast is required to dress and drag for a sketch, Servo usually does the honors. This is both because yep. the dichotomy of women's clothes amusingly contrasts with the puppeteers Murphy's, uh, puppeteer Murphy's strong baritone voice, oh. and because, in Murphy's words. <clears throat> quote, Servo looks better in a dress than Crow. Yeah,
2: anyway. he's, got, he's like basically got a built-in dress, like it billows, yeah. he billows out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that um, makes so
1: much also, sense. Ser- <laughs> <laughs> also, Servo is the only robot, other than Campbot in seasons 5 through 10, which is a thing I don't know why they have to include, whose entire body can be seen on the show, since Crow's legs are behind the desk, and Gypsy's body is several yards long. Whoa. Anyway, yes. Have, do you guys remember uh there there was an episode where we see Crow's legs though? Have you guys do you guys remember which one it is? Oh, no. No, I don't. Uh it is uh it's one of Steven's favorite episodes. Uh Girl in the Gold Boots.
0: Oh gosh. I, because that movie is a chore.
1: It's amazing. Oh. Because uh Crow decides that he's going to uh, dance. He wants to wear the gold boots. And so he gets up on the on the uh, desk that they use and his entire body like the rest of his body is off the screen. But his legs are apparently like two yards long. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, anyway, funny stuff. Uh, Tom Servo is great. He's also a puppet which is linked. Puppet. Puppet, that's what I had to get to, right? It's not puppeteer. No, yep. no. Nope. Puppet. Oh, phew. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hooray! All right,
0: congratulations, Kyle.
1: Thanks, Tim.
0: You uh, you win. Asterisk. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: not kidding. Nice I feel job. like I feel like I I've lost for a couple episodes now. I don't know. Man, uh,
2: I I thought I had it. it. Was like my idea to get to. Mm-hmm. To get to Sesame I, Street, but they let me down. I, yeah, I'm is so there, sorry, Scott. Is there anything um, on this
0: list of Sesame Street Muppets you would like to discuss?
2: Not... Oh, r- <laughs> mm. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Well, now I'm thinking maybe I should have made a quiz about this. Here's... Oh. here's oh, I'm looking
1: Do you want to take her, a I'm minute? Sorry. Oh, oh.
0: Here's my favorite. There's Liz Lemon.
1: Oh, that's such a Jamie good one. Jamie Fox is, is on here. Who
0: is a parody of of Tina Fey's Thirty Rock character, the same name, and is an actual Talking Lemon.
2: <gasps> oh <laughs> Jamie Foxx is a fox along with oh, Elmo and the actor Jamie Foxx He tries to figure out who there is the real Jamie Foxx. They oh, end up good. singing the alphabet together Thanks, <laughs> I wish I wish <laughs> all disputes could end that
0: that way That's very Do you remember uh, Snuffleupagus's first name?
1: Oh, no, it starts Mister? with E, doesn't it?
0: It starts with an A.
1: A. Oh Aloysius. Yes. Why do I know that?
0: I don't know, but it's wonderful.
1: <laughs> Whoa.
0: And uh, he has a he has a sister.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Alice? Is it Alice? Yes, it is.
2: Because nice. it sounds
1: like Aloysius. Yes. I was totally guessing on that one.
2: Uh, yeah. Simon Soundman is a blue Muppet who first appeared in season two, and he uses sounds to communicate. Well, I mean, don't, well don't we all? Yeah.
0: I mean, most of us um honkers oh yeah like the dingers (laughs) there's dingers that just ding and then there's honkers that
1: honk oh yeah
0: (laughs) horatio the elephant is a dancing elephant that's all
1: yeah that's not it's i mean that's what you do Mm -hmm.
0: uh slimy the worm it's just a little worm muppet
1: i don't i don't know what uh I don't know what that one is. I don't remember that one. Oh, Slimy. It was
0: it was uh, Oscar the Grouch's friend, I think.
1: Oh, no. Okay, I do remember that one. It's just a worm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now.
0: Um. Let's see here. According to Geico, an intelligent worm who is the smartest and other than Buster, the smartest character on Sesame Street. What? Oh, the smallest and smartest. Oh, okay.
1: Smartest. There we go. Maybe also smartest. We don't know. Mm-hmm. No, maybe just no one's asked him. Jeez.
2: Jeez. Yes, that's true.
0: So, yes. That, um, all right. So, puppets.
1: Puppets are terrifying in every form. Yes, they They're are. They're just really scary. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> that's why <laughs> I, I ended here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like puppets. That's what I got. <laughs> uh, there's no version of puppets that are not terrifying. I mean, you might use the, the traditional Punch and Judy puppets. Like this, with their terrifying faces. And then there's also these uh terracotta puppet dolls. Oh, no. Which also are terrifying.
0: I mean, these, Just, these are all things you're going to fight in RPGs at one time or another.
1: Yes. Yes, they are. Ugh, oh, so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's not a way that I would refer to as a... Uh, I would refer... Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is this? A bespoke... Hand puppet and Christmas gift—a made-to-order hand puppet, courtesy of homegrown theater, an independent, uh, independent theatrical troupe in Boise, Idaho. This would happen in Boise, Idaho. This guy <laughs> had a puppet custom made. <laughs> oh, or I'm sorry, someone had a puppet custom made for this guy. It is wow. a bespoke hand puppet. That's I, amazing. Look, there's only one thing that makes puppets worthwhile, and uh, let's go down to just scroll down a little bit to shadow puppets. Uh, A shadow puppet is a cutout figure held between a source of light and a translucent screen. Shadow puppets can form solid silhouettes or be decorated with various amounts of cutout details. Color can be introduced into the cutout shapes to provide a different dimension, and different effects can be achieved by moving the puppet or the light source out of focus. Uh, Javanese shadow puppets, known as the Wayang... Waiyang Kulit, I don't know how to pronounce that, are a classic classic example of this. In China, it became popular in the Song Dynasty. So if you guys have an hour tonight, you need to go looking for the movie uh, Sita Sings the Blues, if you have not seen it. About a third of this movie is done using shadow puppets. Wow. And a third of it is done using uh, basically flash animation uh, over a singer from the 19th an American singers from the 1930s and uh, a third of his modern animation. And it's, it's such an interesting movie and I enjoyed it so immensely. I'm, I, I, I'm hoping that it's still out there. I remember that there was some kind of a, there was a issue with the, um, with the owner of the movie, uh, the, the creator of the movie not owning the actual music that they used in it. Uh but for as long as she has been trying or as long as she's been able to, she's been trying to let the movie get out there. Uh, but it is a powerful film and I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, so if you have a chance, you should watch it. And it's the only kind of puppet that like the little bits with the shadow puppets are are great. They're they are wonderful little bits Not of
0: terrifying.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's very interesting because they're using it uh, just in the voice of historians or well, I guess theologians. And it looks very interesting and frank, I guess. I don't know. It makes it feel not terrifying. Yes. Oh, really? So that's it. That's what I got.
0: That's puppets.
1: That's weird puppets. Nice. Not well. Those are the least weird puppets. Oh my gosh! There's ventriloquist. Nope. Nope, nope. 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 Nope.
0: We're not not going nope. there. We're not scrolling the any farther. Closing the, the window now.
1: Is falling. Now. <laughs> it is falling. It's <laughs> done. We're, done. Uh, We're safe. Uh, uh.
0: Uh, thank you for joining us tonight uh as we sorted out our florences fosters and jenkins and worked our way to puppets uh if you would like to listen to more of our podcasts we are on itunes uh please leave us a review if you feel so inclined we would love to hear from you you can also find us at wskvcast.blogspot.com or by searching we should know better on facebook uh, we've been getting uh some likes there lately so thank you very
1: much oh man that's great yep
0: you can also yeah, find sweet. us on Twitter at wskbcast. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to note? I just want
1: to mention here that there's a there's a tickle bug.
0: Okay. Okay. Bug. We're, we're done with we're done with
1: puppets. Okay, that's a thing that it needs a citation. I don't know why someone wrote it here, but there's a thing here. If you feel like citing it, go it's, for it. It's cited,
0: but do not blame us if you descend <laughs> into madness.
1: <sighs> Sorry, Sky. I didn't mean to interrupt you.
2: Uh, I just wanted to say that it looks like, uh, if listeners know, um, at the end of August, Google changed the way that it hosts pages, essentially, Google Drive, and I thought it was going to break our podcast, essentially, because that's what I've been using. Um, So I, uh, I, um, I tried to, I, I basically didn't fix it until it broke because I was like, it's a lot of work, and if, I, if it yeah. works, then that would be great. And it seems to just be working, but if old episodes aren't working for you, this one should work regardless because I'm doing it in a new way. But if it, go back and listen to like an old episode, like episode 30 or even the first episode or something, and see if it'll actually play on your podcast app. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, let me know because I, I do need to go fix them. But all awesome. my tests show that it's working, so that's great because that saves cool. me very many hours of tedious work. amazing all right that should do it for us tonight
0: cool
1: hooray (laughs) we're like yeah
0: now what now what do we do in our lives
1: i'm sorry tim i just all these puppets i can't get away from this now
0: (laughs) don't like you don't you have to you have to not let them control you you control the puppets Uh
2: yep okay i'm closing the window
1: uh, now i'm sorry you guys it's windows closed (laughs)
2: I'll see you guys later. It didn't get as creepy (laughs) as I thought it would. See you later. (laughs) Wait, there's a... (laughs) Papa Bear the Muffet. His description is Baby Bear's father.
1: (laughs) I mean... That's it's what it is, wrong. right? not wrong.
2: I know. Yeah. Stinky the
0: stinkweed. It's like your catchphrase. A talking stinkweed <laughs> plant. <laughs> Lazy. I bought a computer bag.
2: Oh. Oh yeah, because you're bringing your like computer back and forth.
0: Right. So I brought oh. my I brought the computer home with the um the idea that I I would probably do some extra work. I have not done this yet. Right. Um, but I did buy it a computer bag.
1: That's good. Well, you know, it's important has so I'm, it a I'm, home. I'm
0: treating it like, like the hamster that you bring home from school to take care of over the weekend. You're not actually doing anything with it, but it's there and you love it.